everyone. You're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. I want to have a word of prayer before we begin this exciting series. Father, you brought everyone here for a reason, and I pray now that you would use my vocal cords, my background, my personality to communicate your message to every person here. Really, God, I don't have anything to say, but you have it all to say. I give my life to you. Use me in Christ's name. Amen. I have a question for you. What did they influence you to do that you would not have done if they hadn't been around? What did they That's right, influence you to do that you would not have done if they hadn't been around. I'm talking about the sway of the they in your life and in mine. Because all the time we say, they said, they feel. They have been coming to me. And now and then we'll say, who are they? The other day someone said, Ed, you're using the word they. Who are they? I said, they, them, them, those, those. Well, they're just a few. Who are the they in your life? How do you spell relational relief? It's fascinating that we have all of this study, we have all of this training in all these areas of life, yet when it comes to the most important area of life, relationships, rarely do we have any training. Rarely do we have any teaching. And that's why we're launching into this book, we're launching into this series, because you don't just drift into relationships. You're not just sucked into the vortex of some connection with another person. We should choose our friends, we should choose the they in our lives wisely. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs specifically chapter 27, verse 19, it's one of my favorite verses about the they in your life. A mirror reflects a man's face. And as I look out here at this vast audience, I I think that most of you looked in a mirror this morning. You, You look really good. And a mirror shows us physically what we look like, correct? But If you really want to know what you're like, the Bible says, but what he is really like, what she is really like is shown by the kind of friends that we, let's say it together, choose. I have an opportunity to choose friends. God obviously is sovereign. Within his sovereignty, though, he's given us a freedom of choice. God has chosen you and me. He's picked us for his team, so to speak. If we have this relationship with God, the Bible says that we are friends with God. Now, we have sort of decaffeinated the word friend, and I think social media has done that. You know, we have a certain amount of friends, or we have followers, you know, and and really, are they really our friends that we defriend or unfriend someone or, or we, we, we don't follow someone anymore? And then how many likes did I get on that post or whatever it is? So we've, we've sort of decaffeinated 
a friend. A friend, though, what I'm talking about when I deal with that is the, is the they in your life. A friend is a foundational relationship in everyone's natural domain. It's a foundational, or you could say a forceful relationship in everyone's natural domain. We have friends. Everyone has friends. In fact, we are made to relate to others. There's this God gap in your life and mine. God can only fill it. We yearn for him, and this gap is shaped in a cross, and we allow Jesus to take control of our lives. He comes in, and, and we have this vertical relationship with God. Also, we yearn to relate with one another. So even as a little one, we want to relate. We want to connect with others. We connect with our parents. We connect with others, and it sort of just happens naturally. What I want to get you to think about is, I want you to think about your friends. I want you to think about the they in your life, because if you think about a swimming pool, there's a shallow end and a deep end. Most of the people spend most of their time in the shallows. We just kind of stand around in the shallows. And relationally, that's so true as well. We, we think that, oh yeah, I have all these real friends and, and this is the way friendship and, and, and the day should be, but I'm gonna challenge you in this series to swim away, that's right, to swim away from the wrong day and swim to the depths with the right they. We're gonna answer questions like, who are they? That's a, that's a great question. Think about the people in your life, who are they? Who are the they in your life? Those, them, just a few, who are the they? Also think about what are they doing? I mean, what, what do they really do? What are they about? What, what, what do they do? What, what makes them click? And then. Where are they going? Where are they, are they taking life? Where are they leading you? Because if you run with the crowd, the crowd will run you. So I can look at the they in your life, you can look at the they in my life, and we can predict each other's future. It's crazy. Show me your friends. Yeah, you've heard it before. I'll show you your future. But I would say, show me your friends, and I'll show you your past, your present, and your future. That means I could sit down, you could sit down, and we could predict with amazing accuracy where we're gonna be for the rest of our lives just by meeting our friends. Who are the they in your life? Who are the they in your life? Who are those foundational relationships who are in your natural domain? The right they are always there. Isn't that great to know? God always places the right they in our lives, yet the wrong they can keep us from the right they. The wrong they, I'll make it rhyme, can get in the way of us seeing and choosing the right they. Parents, listen to me very carefully. You have a monstrous mantle. I have a monstrous mantle to bear when it comes to relationships because not only do I have relationships, not only am I tasked with choosing the right day, the little ones, as they grow and become bigger ones, they are gonna choose the same kind of they that I choose. 
So, hey, kids, you can look at your parents' friends right now, and I'll bet you cash money your friends look like their friends. Who are the they in your life? What are the they doing? Where are they taking you? Here's, here's a relationship grid that I, that I try to use. Affiliation. Affiliation. Who do you hang out with? Who's your squad, you know? Who is in your clique? Who do you associate with? Who's your affiliation? Think about that for a second. Who is that? 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 Okay, because your affiliation will always tell you what you're participating in. So you've got affiliation, you've got participation. What are you participating in? What are you doing? You're going to be doing what the they are doing in your life. And then you're always going to a certain destination. Where are you going? Are you going to just stay in the shallows or are you going deep? And so often we think we're deep in the shallows, but in reality, we're shallow. God, though, wants us to go deep. I think about various people in the Bible. It's, it's, so, it's so interesting to see the, the, the right day and the wrong day in Scripture. You remember this guy, Solomon? Solomon, arguably one of the most intelligent people who ever walked on planet Earth. I think we could make a case for him being the wealthiest person to ever walk on planet Earth. He, he lived for God, but God told him, hey, Solomon, listen to me, man. Don't go solo. Do what I tell you to do. I want you relationally to have the right they in your life. Read his story in the book of Ecclesiastes and in other areas of the Old Testament. He said, you know, God, I'm, I'm smart. People are coming from all over the world to hear me wax eloquently about different subjects. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. And the Bible says that he loved foreign women and people who were not following the Lord of Lords. And, and for 40 years, for four decades, he wasted his life. And at the end of his life, here's what he said in the book of Ecclesiastes. He said this. He said, it's all vanity. He said, it's all chasing after the wind. He said, I wasted my time. And then he said, remember God when you're young. That's why, yes, this, this series is for you. If you're two, 22, 52, or 72, it's for you. I really, though, wanted to make an indelible impression upon the young people because we have an opportunity to do it God's way. And the die you're setting today, students, children, young people, the die you're casting today, the patterns you're, you're, you're cutting today relationally will carry you for the rest of your life. Learn from Solomon. You're not gonna have the fame, the fortune, and the, the, the whole package that he had. He's warning you and me, hey, remember, remember God when you're young. Don't go the other way. You're going to waste your life. You go the other way, you live your life in the fray. And too many of us right now are living and hanging out with the wrong day. Think about the emotional problems that we deal with. I would say, and I can make this broad brush statement with pretty, pretty good confidence, I would say that all of our emotional problems come back to the they in our lives. Either the right they, the wrong they, or some they situation. Also, I would say the emotional health in our midst 
can be traced back to the they in our lives. Again, let me say, who are they? Think about Solomon. He had the affiliation, the association with the wrong people. Look at his participation. Wasted his life. And look at his destination. He said, man, I was just, I was just chasing my tail. I was just swimming around and around and around in circles. Then you think, on the other hand, a really good guy in the Bible who understood the right they, his name was Daniel. Remember Daniel? Daniel was in a very ungodly place, Babylon, a long way away from home in a place full of temptations and snares. And, and what did he do? He found the right they. Who were the right they? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You remember those guys, the faithful firemen? He hung out with them. And even though it cost him some stuff, even though God allowed some testing to go in his life, he hung out with the right they, because they always have something to say, right? This affiliation caused him to do the right participation, to do the things God wanted him to do. His destination, what happened to Daniel? He was one of the major leaders in this whole nation. Who are they? How about your affiliation? How about your participation? How about your destination? Who are they? What are they doing? Where are they going? Where are they taking you? What kind of they do you have? Well, you know, we have different days, don't we? Some days are, are fray days. You know any fray days? You, you have people in your life, so do I, they're kind of fray people. They're there for a season, then they're gone, they're kind of on the edge. And you might call them your friends. Maybe they follow you in some sort of social media application, but, but, but they're not really your friends. They're just kind of there and they're gone. The fray people. And look at the life of Jesus. He had fray people, kind of hangers on. And, and, and the Bible said when sometimes Jesus would give a hard saying that many of the people were like, oh man, that's too hard. We're not going to do it. The fray people. Also, we got some cray people in our lives. You anybody, anybody cray in your life? Are you kidding me? How do you know if you're dealing with a cray friend? They're not really a friend, they're just crazy. Well, you can, see the, you can see the whites of their eyes when they talk to you. They invade your personal space. They blow up your phone. That's the cray friends, all about drama and trauma. You know, drama doesn't just walk into your life. Have you discovered that? You either create it, invite it, or associate with it. Isn't that the truth? The cray people. And Jesus even dealt with them. We love the fray people. We love the cray people. Yet they're not the right they. And I believe the enemy puts the fray and the cray in everybody's way to keep us from the right they. I truly believe that. And we spend so much time in the fray and with the cray that we miss the beauty and the depth that God has for us. So you got the fray people, you got the cray people, and then you got the way people, the way. I, I mean, Jesus said, John 14, 6, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. They're on the way. They're not in the way. They're showing you the way. Let me talk about self-esteem, because self-esteem is inseparably linked to what I'm just talking about. If you hang out with the wrong they, you begin to compare yourself to them. And you'll never become you, you just become one of them. Because you're not looking to God, and they're not pointing you to God, you're just looking to your right and to your left. I love social media, but social media is ESPN living, it's highlight real living, it's not real 
I mean, it's, it's not a real person's real life. And there's so much comparison and envy and jealousy, and I'm not doing that, and they're doing this, and I'm here and you're there. It could jack you up if you, if you OD on that. You're like, well, I wouldn't OD on that. Are you kidding? Now our phones are like part of a table setting in a restaurant. Are you kidding? Over the Christmas holidays, I looked around and everybody in our family, including Lisa, we're just, you know, it's, 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 it's amazing. So we have, to, we, have, we have to balance that. And social media, as I said earlier, has redefined all of this. So we've got to be very, very careful what we put into our lives. The right day, though, the right day, they give us our secondary props. Our primary props come from God. A healthy self-esteem is, okay, I see myself the way God sees me. That's a healthy self-esteem. But also we're made as relational creatures. So the right day in your life and mine will point me back to God. It's not going to be jealousy or envy or drama or trauma or fray or cray. No, no, no. They are going to show me and show you the way. Well, who are your friends? I mean, who, who are the they? Who? Who are they? Let's be honest. One of the first jobs I ever had, I worked in a tuxedo store, a formal wear store. And... We sold tuxes and we rented tuxes and all sorts of formal wear for men and women and kids and everything. And one of the first jobs I had at this store was to take inventory. I mean, that wore me out. Going through all of these formal wear outfits and measuring and sizing and putting them on the right hangers and the racks and all of the stuff you do. I was taking inventory. My mind would wonder. I'd be like, I wonder who wore that. I wonder what they did. I wonder where they went. And I started thinking to myself, who were they? And my mind would wonder. And then my boss would go, Ed, where, where are we in the inventory? Oh, I'm sorry. Then I would you know, kind of go back to what I was doing. I want to take a friend in Tory, and I want you to take a friend in Tory with me. I want us to go through some, some, some hard questions, some Bible questions to ask and answer, to contemplate this week about the relationships in our lives. Because remember, we're relational creatures. Remember, we have no training on friendships. Our schools don't talk about it. I mean, the books we read at best are going to be from glassy-eyed gurus or the armchair experts. We, though, can read from the relational expert. I'm talking about the God of the universe because if the Son of God needed the right day, and we're going to talk about Jesus' right day, I think you need it and I need it as well. That's a good Bible question. The right day for Jesus, this is kind of extra credit. Peter, James, and John. We'll talk about that later. So let's go through a friendatory. Six questions, and once you go through these and answer these honestly, sincerely, you'll know, okay, I'm hanging out with the right day or I'm hanging out with the wrong day, and if you got a wrong day problem, you gotta turn and swim away from the they to the right day. And it's not always easy. It's sometimes just tumultuous. And we're gonna talk about that during this series. Number one, 
Do they motivate me, do the right day, hopefully they're the right day, to love God more? More. Do they motivate me and stimulate me to love God more? The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13, encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today. When you think about something encouraging, don't just think about it, say it. Is this person like negative Ned? Are they like always down? Donna drama and depressed and you're always having to lift them up and pick them up? You're with the wrong they, baby, the wrong they. Number two, do they celebrate God's blessings in my life? Proverbs 11.10, the whole city celebrates when the godly succeed. There was a friend that I, that I had a while back. I had these friends. And I enjoyed hanging out with this guy for a while, but then I thought, man, this guy doesn't celebrate anything in my life. And when I was with him, I felt like I was on stage, sort of, and he was judging me, you know, kind of looking down on me. And then I had some good things happen to me. He didn't show me any love. He didn't say like, man, that's great, you know? Yeah, that, that's, that's a really good thing that happened to you. You did a good job there. I mean, basic stuff. And I thought to myself, life is too short for this. I'm gonna, and I swam away from him. I was thinking as I was preparing for this message over the last several weeks, I thought, man, maybe I should text this guy. Maybe I should call this guy back. But I'm like, why? I'm doing all the initiative stuff. He's just tolerating me. So a long time ago, after this, this, this wrong day, I thought to myself, I'm gonna go where I'm celebrated, not tolerated. And that's an important thing to remember. So friends, compliment one another. Haters, are sad over your successes or they're a fan of your failures. The right they, they're like, man, you don't work half as hard as I do and you made all that money, good for you. Man, you did such a great job at that. I mean, I could easily be envious over it. Why can they sing? Why can they dance? I can't do, I mean, hey, good for you. Man, that's awesome, that's amazing because God's favor is not fair. We're all uniquely gifted. And the right day is gonna applaud you, they're gonna cheer you on and point you to God. Number three, do they have my back? I got your back. Do they have your back and my back? Proverbs 17, 17, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for a time of adversity. Your real friends are people who are in your corner when everyone else is bolted. All you have to do is go through a time of betrayal, a time of difficulty, a time where things aren't going that well, a time where it's a bear market, and see who is with you. I remember David, you remember David, you know, God's man, a man after God's own heart. David was on the run away from psycho Saul. And we'll talk about his friendship with Jonathan, which was absolutely epic. 
the, the mighty men, David's mighty men, were, were, were coming around him, and, and David asked them one question. I thought this was fascinating. He didn't say, how deep are you spiritually? He didn't say, how many hours are you spending in prayer a week? He didn't ask those questions. He didn't ask those. I'm like, David, do you know what he asked the guys? Are you with me? Are you with me? The right they are with you. Number four, another question. Do they hold me, that's right, do they hold me accountable out of love and friendship? This is a major, 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 major question to ask and answer. Accountability, though, emerges out of affinity. You don't just walk up and say, man, you're messed up, and there's sin in your life, and, 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 and man, that, that, that's not accountability. It emerges out of love. Jesus said, speak the truth in love. You have to earn that right. And I encourage you, with your right they, to have a personal board of directors. I've had a personal board of directors in my life for several decades now. That's why I feel you know, some authority to be able to talk about this, to come alongside you and go, okay, here's what God has taught me. I wanna give you the 411 on scripture. This stuff works. I've not done it perfectly, but I've done it God's way. I've pastored here for 25 years, and Lisa and I have amazing friends, amazing days that, that God has deposited into our lives. Yes, over the years, we've had to swim away from some. I understand all that, and we're gonna talk about that. But God's way works. When it comes to relationships, God's way works. And people have to love you enough to tell you the truth. Wounds from a friend, Proverbs 27, six says, can be trusted, but an enemy <laughs> multiplies kisses. Sound effects mine. Again, let's go back to David. David totally messed up. He was in the deep weeds. And, and somebody on his personal board of directors, Nathan, looked at him and said, David, you're messing up. David received it. Okay, okay. Because he knew that Nathan had his best interests in mind. Do you have personal board of directors. Maybe you need to go home and think about firing some of your friends. Maybe you need to do a friendatory, I don't know. Here's another one. Number five, do they live what they believe? Psalm 119, 63, I'm a friend to all who fear you, to all who follow your precepts. Do they, do they, do they live it out? I mean, do they live it out. If you meet someone and you're wondering, wow, are they a follower of Christ? I'm not sure that's the wrong thing. If you meet someone and they're not actively involved in a Bible teaching, Bible believing church, they're not gonna be the right day. I can tell you that right now. Growing up, I was involved in athletics and I was involved in going to public schools, and, and, and I remember even as a young guy, third, fourth, fifth grade, making relational choices based on what I was learning at church, based on the authority of my parents, 
and based on what God, what the Holy Spirit was teaching me even as a little guy. Do you realize right now, moms and dads, our children's churches are being taught how to choose the right they? We've written our own curriculum for the right they? You're not gonna find this anywhere else. It's not gonna happen on the soccer field or at club cheer. It's not gonna happen in a history class. It's not gonna happen on some college campus. You don't just drift into it. We've gotta think about it. So, so we've gotta ask ourselves, do they live what they believe? Are they serving? Are they generous? Are they praying for those who are outside the family of God? Moms and dads, we monitor our kids' relationships and friendships. We better look at our own because remember, we're looking at a mirror. This is some heavy stuff. There's someone here that's a member of the right they for you. You begin to get involved and you serve, you look to the right, look to the left, God will show you who they are. And I'm not saying that everybody here is the right day, but you're gonna find them here. They're here. Number six, do they have the right day in their lives? Whoa, look at their track record. How do they spell relational relief? Second Corinthians 6, 14, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. Whoa, is that profiling? Some liberals would call that profiling. What? For what do, wicked, what, what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? What do fellowship, uh, what fellowship can light have with darkness? What's, what's going on here? Our best friends, the right day, we have to be equally yoked. I'm not talking about an egg. I'm not talking about egg whites here. No, no, we're, we're talking about a yoke. A yoke is a piece of farm equipment where you would hook up animals of the same kind and of the same strength, they would plow straight lines. God wants us to walk in unison, to have the right affiliation, participation, and destination. He wants us to go on a straight line, and it happens when we're equally yoked. So, 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 so yeah, are you, are you equally yoked? Again, what did they influence you to do that you would not have done if they hadn't been around? I wrote this book, not Fifty Shades of Grey, Fifty Shades of Day. I wrote this book because of something that unfolded in my life when I was a sophomore in high school. I, I played basketball with a guy for, for many years, great, great athlete. His name was Larry. And I noticed that, that Larry began to associate with the wrong group of people, wrong click, the wrong squad, whatever you want to say. And, and I invited him over to my house and talked to him some. And I just knew he was messing around with the wrong people and, and, and uh, saw him a lot. But even in high school, I, I had friends, fray friends, that were in high school. My real friends, though, were always from church. And, and I'll say it again, the church is the only place to meet the right day. I mean, it is, it is. You might stumble over one now and then somewhere else, but it's gonna be in the church 99.9% .9 of the time. Well, Larry started messing around with stuff. He got involved in stealing some things and, and, and you know, he served a little bit of 
time away, yet he always came back and we forgave him and on and on and on. And then I moved out of state for years, you know, didn't hear from him. I asked around about him, nothing about Larry. When I was a newlywed, the phone rang one night and I picked it up and my friend said, Ed, have you heard about Larry? I said, no, I have not heard from him in years. He said, well, are you sitting down? I said, do I need to? He goes, yeah. He said, Ed, Larry has murdered somebody and he is in the state penitentiary. I said, you've got to be kidding, Larry? The guy that came from that great family and had so much going for him and you know, he had everything. Well, the next time I visited the town where I grew up, I made an appointment with Larry. I walked into the state penitentiary, went through door after door. Finally, I got to the prison yard and I was sitting on a picnic table and I saw Larry walk up to me, tears streaming down his face. I said, Larry, what happened? What happened? And he said four words that I'll never forget. I had these friends. If I could tell you how many times I've heard that phrase. Whenever I come alongside someone, whenever there's some sort of a trauma or someone has ended up in the deep weeds, hey, what happened? I had these friends. Let's move from I had these friends to I have these friends. What do you say? Would you join me over the next several sessions as we discover what our great God has for us? regarding the right day. Let's bow for prayer. Father, some here need to go home and do some serious swimming away from the wrong day, away from the shallows and into the depths of the right day. We need to move from, I had these friends, to I have these friends. We don't need to waste any more time. We don't need to swim in circles anymore. It's time to make the break. So God, I pray that every person here and at all of our different campuses, that we would make that break and that we would open ourselves and our families to this teaching over the next several sessions because God, the relationships you have in store for us are absolutely amazing. But it begins when we fill that God gap in our lives. So Father, if there's someone here who's never, ever, ever filled the God gap right now, you can say, Jesus, fill it. Forgive me. I believe you died on the cross for me. Fill this gap. And now, God, give me the discernment to ask these hard questions, to surround myself with the right day. In Christ's name we pray. And everyone said, amen.
you for listening, and thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless. God bless.